0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show. Here with me, Sean Sheehan, on SureDog.com. and today I'm here with you to have a quick look back at uh, one championships, one six one card, uh, which went down here in the uh, in the morning time in in Ireland slash kind of. Noon time. What time to start? Half eleven in the morning here. So absolutely perfect time for me. I wish every MMA card uh, would uh would start at that time, especially when I'm struck with COVID and sitting here and oh, so i have nothing better to be doing. So uh it was absolutely perfect for me. And do you know what? It was it was a pretty enjoyable card. It was one of those ones really where uh, you, you, you know, one championship card You always get something a little bit different You know, because you get the submission grappling You get the MMA, you get the um, uh, striking arts And uh, as someone who's an audit Maybe not the biggest fan in the world of the striking arts uh, And not that I'm not a fan It's just that I'm you know, they, don't, they don't appeal to me that much I thought the main event, the my Mai time main event Which we'll get into in a, in a few moments here Was absolutely fantastic it, w- it was a gripping affair It was one of those ones where if you're telling people to watch you know a Mai Tai I fight to get into Mai Tai, that's probably one of the ones you would tell them i think it was absolutely fantastic a bit of a contentious decision i suppose um you know i would i wouldn't call myself an expert in Mai Tai scoring by any means uh, but i thought the right guy won kind of you know it was a very very close uh, closely run affair uh, but a very, very, very fun fight, uh, and overall, I would say it was probably a, it was probably an up and down card in terms of excitement. I wouldn't say it was any like terrible fights, and it there was a few slow fights. It was some very good finishes, uh, and all in all, you know, a pretty enjoyable way to to spend. Um an afternoon uh, at home here in Ireland, or a morning over in America, or uh, it was when was it, the evening time? I think over over in Singapore. So all in all, pretty good. And we'll go through uh, the card. Uh, I suppose from uh, from bottom to the top. Um, the first fight of the night was Matthias Felipe versus Ali Faladi, uh, and I talked about this in the preview that you know Felipe was the um, you know the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, Faladi was the Iranian wrestler with a bit of striking as well. And you know what? We didn't, we didn't necessarily see exactly that uh, in this fight. Felipe, I thought, looked good on the feet. Came out, so far, uh, Faladi was threatening on the outside with big right hands a big any shot really that he could land uh, and it was one of those fights where one guy was kind of coming forward looking to throw another guy was on the back foot looking to throw and you know what neither of them maybe threw that much Uh funnily enough I think Faladi from the back foot actually like he definitely landed the better shots but he threw the better so- shots as well Um uh, I'll talk about the finish in a second but it, it turned into, you know, two grapplers in a striker match. But it was actually a better striker match than you'd expect from, you know, two grapplers. Felipe looked really confident. But the one issue he had, I think, was he just didn't make Faladi pay enough. He was throwing all these feints. He was doing all this nice movement. He was, every shot that he threw, even if it wasn't landing or even if it was a feint or whatever, looked like crisp and good. And I would say he's well trained and, he, you know... He comes out there and he looks like a good fighter. But he just... He, there's only so much of that you can do without landing strikes, you know? He just wasn't landing anything. And that's all right for Israel or someone like that. Uh, or, you know, if it, maybe if a, Vol- a Volkanovski or high-level kickboxers to do that because they'll eventually make you pay. Because they know if you throw something, they'll be confident enough and well-schooled enough to, to get out of the way of it. Unfortunately for Felipe, he wasn't. The offensive worked... Work looked good, even though there wasn't much meaningful offensive work, if you want to do that, if you want to say that. But the defensive work was the big issue here. Um, Filatti just caught him square. It's as simple as that. Squared up his shoulders and caught him right down through the middle. Lovely parry of the hand, uh, of the lead hand of Felipe. And the right hand came right down through the middle and uh, hit him, hurt him, and finished him. Um, and it was a lovely finish, but it, w- it was one of those where the game of Faladi, what he was trying to do, which was counter on the outside from Lint, was really helped by the way Felipe fought, even though the way Felipe fought looked good, and I would say it was good, but it just didn't have that X factor that you need, that if you're a, I think, were these lads middleweights, but they were big guys anyway. Um... You need to land that big shot. Two or five pounds, it says here. Big. You need to land that big shot. You need to do something good, especially when it's your debut and you're fighting your opponent and his third fight, and he goes to 3 On, now. I think for Philippe in the future, if you're looking at him again, I think there's hope. You know, obviously, we know what he's like. I think he was a world champion in brown belt um, in jiu-jitsu. So... You know, if he can get the fight to the ground, maybe trying a few takedowns with that striking next time, it can be a lot better for him. But he isn't a guy I'd rule out. It was a, a quick knockout, I suppose, in the first round, but there were good signs before that. Um, Another quick finish came in the second uh, attraction of the evening, I suppose. Rodrigo Morello was against Ruslan Bagdashrian uh, in a uh, submission grappling match. Uh, basically, immediately, uh, Morello went down, dropped his his butt, scooted in, caught him, and tapped him with a footlock. And, uh, you know... I'm not jujitsu expert or anything here, so I'm not going to break down exactly what happened and everything. It was 15 seconds, and what I told you there basically exactly happened. Uh, I, I, what I loved about this, and one thing we never see in mixed martial artists, he pulled off his top and like threw it into a crowd, like you know Cristiano Ronaldo after scoring a goal or something. So that was absolutely fantastic. But um, yeah, the exact way you want the jiu-jitsu match to go, I suppose, quick eventful and not boring, so exactly what you want, fair play to uh, uh, Marello there, Um, after that then we had a Mai Tai uh, match between uh, Ferrari, Fairtex and Han uh, Zihao, I thought Ferrari was just a a lot better honestly, the power, the speed, it ended up winning by decision. I think in the f- the first two, the second one was relatively close. Um, I, I think the commentary were kind of calling it 1-1 when it went into the third. But I, I think Ferrari was was just a little bit better all around. I, I loved, you know, whenever you watch Maito, you just see, the, I say the speed, the speed again, but the speed of the leg kicks, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, the next fight as well was, was kind of the same where, uh, Sang Me and Zhang put on a, a split decision as well. Uh, the first one went for Zhang, the second one went, went for Sang Me. I think the bodywork was absolutely phenomenal. Close, third, but, uh, Sang he seemed to be landing harder again. Uh, and I think he won that one. So it was, uh, you know, that was pretty good there as well. Um, I'll run through quickly the rest of the Muay Thai and all that, and we'll get mainly to the MMA here. Um, there was a big 145-pound fight uh, where um, Alvar- Alvaradi and, and uh, Picciadilly, a uh, captain, uh, put on a split decision as well. So there's two split decisions in the world, uh, and Alvaradi won that one there. Uh, a lot of heavy leather, again, exchanged in that, and it was, uh, it was a pretty exciting one. Um and then onto the main cards. And to the big MMA fights. And Rug Rug kicked off the main card here. And I, I, do you know what I thought? He looked absolutely phenomenal. He looked great on the feet. Uh, he would Ireland's on John Mitchell in his corner, who is, uh, you know, a good fighter from down here, not too far away from me down in Cork. Um, and he looked, you know, he looked good. He was throwing his jabs. He was coming inside, landing short shots inside. Uh, Gaziev, you know, they, they said... Um, They said in in the intro that he was a European champion wrestler. And I watched some of his fights before, as you probably heard in the preview. And he is a very, very good wrestler. Not a great striker now, but he didn't get to show much of his striking here. But he tried to wrestle Rug Rug. But there is no wrestling Rug Rug. You do not wrestle this man. He's too big. He's too strong. And funnily enough, he actually cut down the weight. They were talking about it. So he, he weighed in at 264, I believe. Which is, you know, the... The UFC or the, the normal uh, weight limit, which is is great, you know, for the future. Maybe if he was to come over to America or something to fight, but I, I think I don't think one championship will want to be uh, losing him anytime soon. He's such an attraction and looks to be such a good fighter now as well. Uh, as I said, so fast on the feet, defended the takedowns well, and it wasn't just strength. Strind- he, he did get taken down once, and it, he literally just stood up. But uh, more, I think that was the only time he used strength. Most of the other time. You know, your man was getting the single leg rubber was pushing the head down. You know, he was he was getting the the legs out from under him, getting the wizard. Um, you know, getting the under the underhook when he needed to get it. You you know, using his size in the right way. You know, to push in the right directions to get on top of Gaziev, and it was just brilliant for you know for the whole. Uh for the whole fight where Gazaev was trying to wrestle him and he just refused to. And there was one stage where Gazaev was just holding onto a single leg and Rugerg was just hammer fisting and hammer fisting and hammer fisting him. Like I, I tweeted out, I literally thought he was gonna burst Ghazayev's ear. I one stage he was hitting him so hard with hammer or hammer fists, which forced uh to give up the top position. And there was a pile of ground and pound in and the referee was, uh, there wasn't an intelligence def- uh, intelligent defence. I don't think there was too much of a landing because Gasia was just literally curled up. But that's not an intelligent defence and you can only let it go for so long. Uh, I saw a couple of people saying it was maybe a little bit early. You know, it, it, it might have been, but the only difference it would have been was more shots landed on the arms, This was because how, uh, Gazeev was not moving, and Rogue Rogue wasn't stopping, so I don't think it really made much of a difference, to be honest, so, I, I didn't have any, uh, any trouble with stopping myself, I thought it was good, and, uh, another, brilliant performance from Rogue Rogue, looked, you know, looks fit, looks strong, um, looked, technically a lot better in all areas than I've seen him before look tactically a lot better like the la- what I was worried about coming into this fight um in-, in his last fight he tried to be more tactical but all that did was kind of lead to him clinching a lot and holding on in the clinch and there was a stage this at the start of the first round where he kind of got into that position the same position that he spent maybe I don't know how long maybe 8 minutes in the last fight maybe that, maybe I'm overstretching a little bit there but long periods in the last fight in and I was thinking oh no is he going to do the same thing but he didn't and it showed the improvements he's made that he got out of there and the fight kind of naturally went out of there where it didn't the last time or he just used his strength maybe to hold it there uh, and you know to to not I suppose expend too much energy in that position and this time that wasn't the case Um, so it was really really good a really really good performance um, I think he got better from the last time as I just said His striking got better, which he didn't get to show the last time. His ability to finish is always there, but look good again. His strength looked good. His physique looked good. All around, like Rogue Rogue is, you know, he's, I may be a cult figure, but this guy can fight. And when you're an athletic phenom like he is, with a growing skill set and a growing, I suppose, um, acceptance of mixed martial arts, maybe, or, or, you know, you're, you're basically just growing into the sport. That is a dangerous, dangerous prospect. You know, the, the Buchecha fight was supposed to happen before. I just see my guy grab back a hitman calling for that. You know, that's a, that's a magnificent fight. That is a magnificent fight if it happens. And, uh, I would love to see it. Uh, do you know what? I would, might see him fight Mauro Sorelli. I know he lost a couple of weeks ago, but I think that might be a bad fight. Um, um, your man as well, Um can't think of his name now. He, he lost to Bator there last time Bator flunked a, a drugs test after uh, an English child I can't remember his name um, but he, he's lost two in a row as well but uh, with Rogue, Rogue I don't think it matters you get, get a big heavyweight in there against him and, and it's all good but um, yeah, phenomenal performance from Rogue, Rogue. Uh, and he is, you know, we said it with guys down through the years that they're must-watch TV, can't miss TV and Rogrook to me, is one of them. I, I can't miss it. Anytime he's fighting, I'll uh, I'll be watching. Um, the next MMA fight then on the night was Ritu Fogad against Tiffany Tehu. And this, I, I went back and I, I listened to a little bit of my uh, my preview after this, and I kind of, it went exactly almost as I, I, I predicted, but less maybe on the feet than I predicted. Um Tia was winning on the field as I thought she would I think she's just a better fighter there Fogat did go for a couple of takedowns but Tia was happy enough to fight on the ground as well she wasn't afraid of that by any means and she dominated but on the feet and on the ground landed some lovely grounded knees Um, she took the back she took her time and I, I think that taking of the time was a real key here because, some you know, I mentioned it with Rug Rogue as well, sometimes you make the wrong decision or, you, you know, you take too much time or you don't take enough time, to, you know, to, to know the right amount of time to take I think was very, very good and she kind of, uh, she took that position, cleared that position and was able to get the rear naked choke late. You know, a big thing as well here, I think she had the size of a Ritu Fogat and, um, and that was, I think that was a big, big deal here because it not only could she win on the ground, uh, sorry, on the feet, but she could also win on the ground and kind of dominate and be bigger on top. Um, she's uh, she, she's calling out the champ again uh, for, a, uh, for a fight. I know, you know, she's lost to Jing Nang Yang twice now, I believe. And, you know, and when I say she's calling out the champ, she's calling out Angela, Angela Lee. And if Angela Lee wins on... Uh, Friday, you know, it's um, it's a fight that could that could definitely happen. I think one championship would probably like to to put that together again. They're both fighting around the same time, you know. It makes um, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, just checking the records, you now they haven't they haven't fought before. So, you know, she's on a two fight win streak now, two finishes in a row. If angela Lee beats the champ, you know, finishes this trilogy, that definitely could be a, an option. I, I think. Uh, and you know, one you have so many cards now as well, have a month two monthly cards even is it? I I think, and maybe that'll be changing in the new year. But they have a lot of cards these days; they can afford to put on these uh, fights, and they'll want you know people like Angela Lee out regularly uh, on their cards. And I think if they put her in there against someone like uh, Tiffany Tio, like if you think about the matchup too, Tio is is as I mentioned, big and tall. I think she's probably a little bit of a better striker than Angela Lee. Um, you know, technically, I think Angela is very good, you know, putting on a pace and, and pushing you back, which, you know, is sometimes worth more than, than the technique, for being honest. And Angela is obviously very good on the ground as well. But as Tio showed this, she can fight on the ground as well, two submissions uh, in a row. Uh, so, very interesting fight there. And uh, definitely one that I could see happening down the line. Um, the last MMA fight on the card then was Saeed uh, Izgomayev against Lepang Zhang. Now, I-, I built this fight up as the most high-level fight on the card. And, you know, it probably was, but it didn't turn out to be a, a great fight. It turned out to be a one-sided domination more than anything else. Um, it, look, I-, I think it started kind of well. Said got his jab going. Um... He went for a takedown at one stage, leaping, stopped it very well, but eventually he did get the takedown, he got on top, and he spent the whole rest of the round on top. Now, you could look at that and say he spent I don't know, maybe three and a half minutes of that round on top, probably around four minutes in the next round, and four and a half minutes of the third round on top. I'm thinking, I think Herb Dean was a referee. Like, why is Herb Dean just watching this guy lie in another guy for, for 14 minutes? Like, is is that really what we want out of MMA? And I know he was doing a bit, and, you know, they're saying in commentary he was doing enough to stay on top, and may, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. God almighty. And, and, you know, people are calling me anti-wrestling these days, and I'm not, I'm not really anti-wrestling. I'm pro-action. You know, if there isn't enough action on the feet, I think there should be warnings given, too. You know, I'm not saying just stand them up immediately. You know, give them warnings on the ground. If they don't do anything, didn't stand them up. We can't have this. Like, imagine if there was 40 minutes on the feet of no one throwing any strikes or anything. People, you know, people wouldn't stand for it. People would be going absolutely crazy. So, I, I, yeah, I, I do you know what? It, it was one of those fights that kind of just makes you rethink MMA and the way MMA is reffed. I'm not blaming the referee, I'm blaming the way the, the sport is refereed at the moment. Uh, I would love for that to change a little, but all in all, back to the fight itself, Uh, you know, Saeed just had too much in the wrestling department. Um, you could see at the start of the second, especially at the start of the third as well. Well, actually, do you know what, more so at the start of the second, at least in the start of the third leap, he came out and tried to land uh, a few big shots and maybe get, uh you know, get knocked down. You could just see like the fear to throw anything because he knew he was getting taken down, and you know I call it kind of the, the Anthony Pettis effect, where you just give up on circling, you give up on jabbing, you give up on everything, and you're kind of just looking for one big shot that you're not going to even throw because you're too afraid of getting taken down, and you just end up walking straight backwards and taken down. And by trying to make it hard for your opponent, you just make it really, really easy for him, and that's exactly what happened here. And, you know, it was good stuff from Saeed Good takedowns Good top control and, and, a, and a good win Against another guy who can wrestle Who has knockout power Who can throw that front kick through the middle Who was looking for the uppercut as well It was a dangerous matchup You know, it looked like it was a, an easy walk over in the end And I think the betting price is pretty big too But uh, I don't think it was that wide In terms of having watched both of them before But Saeed definitely made it look that way um, He called out Shinyaoki afterwards Which you know, I I think he actually called him out for a grappling match, but I, which I suppose could happen. But uh, yeah, o- overall it was uh, not the greatest fight in the world, but a good win there for uh, for Said. Um, we'll see who he gets next. Uh, Roberto Soldich is around, know. Eddie Alvarez is gone, but you never know. So there's a uh, there's probably a few fights, uh, a few fights around there for him. But we'll see what happens. Um, the, then the rest of it was uh, stand up fights. Um one not great one and two very good ones I would say. Um the heavyweight um kickboxer match the first one wasn't fantastic uh Azepur against Chavez um as came out and he started well uh threw a few shots but then it kind of turned into just a lot of whiffing on shots, a lot of missing, but he was kind of clearly winning throughout uh, and won the whole thing. Then, And that was one of the semifinals, I believe, uh, of the tournament. Um, the other semifinal uh, was the Ukrainian Roman Krikla against Guto center, And this one was uh, a lot more fun in 52 seconds. Uh, Roman threw a big right hand, got a knockdown. center <coughs> um, got up at around 7.00 to his haunches and then kind of jumped up and the referee was like walk forward he, he did walk forward but it, at that point where he was like kind of counting six seven eight he was still in his haunches That was probably the time to stop it if you were stopping it he took a head kick after that went backwards uh, the referee let him fight on obviously he took a head kick went backwards and then the referee stopped it then um and in a I was still fighting at that stage. So the time he did stop it, it looked bad, but I do you know what I don't disagree with the Sabbage because he was hurt before that. If you watch it all in its totality, I don't think you can give out about it too much. If you just watch the end, you can probably say it was a bad sabotage, but that that doesn't mean it's a bad sabotage. You have to look at uh in its totality. Um I I think the only thing coming, I was talking to a couple of lads, the only thing coming there for Innocentia was probably more pain and now that's not a good enough reason to stop it to be honest. We've seen fights and we've seen people come back before but it was one of those ones where it was a late stoppage and an early stoppage at the same time because it could have been stopped 15-20 you know, seconds earlier but at the time it was stopped it looked a bit weird but uh, all in all a great win for uh, for Roman there he goes on um, I think the, they said the last person he lost that was Aziz in, in the old kickboxing, so that'll be a fun rematch as well and in the main event what a fight this was uh, Pitch Morkas against uh, Twanshy and uh, Do you know what? Uh, As I said before, I'm not the biggest Mai Tai or kickboxing fan in the world, but by God, was I a Mai Tai fan in the middle of this fight. Jeez, absolute banger of a fight altogether. They just went hell for leather. I couldn't give you a breakdown of it, honestly. You know, you'd want want, uh, a high-level... kickboxer or Muay Thai practitioner to give you the breakdown of this because it was it looked to me like so intricate and so good but what a fight it was Uh, Tawansha ended up winning it I think three rounds to two and you know what I I think that was fair I think he won the first two I think the third was close but I think he won it two. uh, and then Petch came back and he won the last two Um, but it was kind of you know the old dog kind of waiting biding his time and the young man came out quickly Um, and you know (sighs) The the mouse won this time, <laughs> you know. The cat wasn't able to catch him, and the mouse got away too quickly. And uh, that that's exactly uh, that's exactly the way it went. It was just an absolutely phenomenal um, bout altogether. And I really really enjoyed it, to be honest. So you know, there was a Muay Thai fight. I really enjoyed a few MMA fights. I really enjoyed the, the submission grappling was over in fifteen seconds. So what's not to enjoy with that? So all in all, I think uh, all the um, you know. <laughs> all the arts worked well today. I said the last time was all well about the. Uh, uh, do you know what? I kind of like this the way they did this. They made it more of a kickboxing card with a couple of MMA things thrown in. I feel feel like one of their recent cards. They had too much of everything. I, I kind of rather like this. If you want, you know, let's say there's ten fights on a card. Give me seven MMA and three of the rest. I, I that'd be you know I'd be happy with that. Or give me you know maybe. If you want to make a kickboxing card, give me five, six kickboxing, give me four MMA or something like that. I, I think that's, there's no problem. If you want to make a, a kickboxing card, make it a kickboxing card with some MMA. If you want to make an MMA card, make it an MMA card with some kickboxing. I think they've found the right um, kind of look here with this one. and I hope this is the sort of way to continue, but obviously mostly with MMA at the, at the very, very top. So, yeah. All in all, I was, uh, I was happy with the card. I think it was good. And uh, it's, uh, it's 20 past five here in Ireland and I'm finished for tonight. So that's even, that's even better. Uh, I will leave it there. Thank you. If you enjoyed this video, why not click subscribe, uh, give it thumbs up um, and let us know in the comment section below because all of that helps. So uh, please do that and uh, let a friend know as well if you enjoyed this. I'll leave it there, lads. Thanks everybody for listening. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com.